All right, well, it's been four weeks, so we are back once again for another Fight Week podcast. Blake O'Rulian alongside, as always, Zach Partridge. And Zach, we got a fun one going down September 23rd in Farmington, Utah. I'm really excited about this card for a multitude of reasons, but one being it's about five minutes from where I live. That is going to be a really nice thing for you. It's kind of like the Clearfield show, right? Like very close to you. You don't have to drive 20, 30 minutes down Even south. Closer. This yeah. one's the closest. Well, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Some debuters, a pro fight to close off the night. We're going to start things off with Ramon Garcia and Steve Dopp. Two debuters had 135 pounds. What are you looking forward to, Zach? Um, I think it's going to be really action-packed. You know, uh, Ramon's had uh, some experience in kickboxing or a Muay Thai fight. Um, Steve has some, you know, high school wrestling credentials from Idaho. Um, the camp that Steve comes from, like, they're all scrappy. So, um, and Ramon's scrappy training at the pit. So, um, I think I think it'll kick off the night with a pretty good bang. Um I mean, I'll just I'll throw it out there. Potentially Logan Taylor, right, could be kicking off the night. But um, officially, uh, as of right now, until a, an opponent signs on the dotted line or he gets moved to another card, um, Ramon and Steve would be will be a great way to kick off the night. Yeah, hopefully Logan Taylor, we can find someone for him, a fighter out of Aguima looking to make his debut. Just unfortunately had some fights drop off and things like that. But definitely, as we're recording this in this time, uh, trying to make that fight happen for sure. As for Steve Dopp, Ramon Garcia, I mean, something really exciting. Ramon Garcia, four Muay Thai fights under his belt already. As for Steve Dopp, uh, been training for a handful of months, but one of those guys out of Mandrill Fitness and Combat up in Idaho with um, Jared Johnson, who's gonna who we're going to talk about in just a little bit. Grayson Johnson going to be welcomed to her amateur MMA debut by Mally Rahimian. Mally back after that fight in March. Zach, this one's going to be fun. I'm excited about this one because um, whether people think so or not, I thought Mally surprised some people in her fight back in March. Um, she did, you know, um, I heard some people say that wasn't Mina's best performance after it. Um, I think you have to give Mally a little bit of credit there for winning a lot of the grappling exchanges and, and just trying to be tough and just hanging in there. Um, I I'm excited to see Mally. Um, Grayson should be exciting. I've heard she's, you know, she's very tough, very game. Um, Southpaw from, uh, excite MMA, who I believe is undefeated this year under the fierce fighting championship banner six and zero. Um, so, you know, every time they, they've had a lot of success here at fierce, um, late, lastly, uh, Lacey Vasquez got her hand raised at the Maverick center, um, a couple weeks ago. So, um, excited to see Grayson, see where she's at. And I know Mally's been training really hard and been very diligent and consistent. I follow her on, uh, social media and it just seems like she's always posting and she's always in the gym. So I'm hoping the to see a better, even better version of Mally. Um, and, uh, and I'm excited to see what Grayson brings to the table. Yeah, certainly a big one for Mally, right? I mean, a six month turnaround, the quickest of her career. And on top of that, looking for her first win since her debut on top of that, Grayson, again, first of three excited MMA fighters on this card, a win for her would have set a huge tone for the others that are going to be making the walk. All right, next up, we've got DJ Fafia, facing off against Sean Barry. Both of these guys, very excited to get back in there. Sean Barry uh, fought just in July, I believe. And then on yeah. top of that, DJ making his debut, but he's been waiting for this moment for a long time. 
man, Sean's one of those guys that messaged me earlier this year and we tried to get him on a card, just didn't work out, took another option uh, here locally and got on a card there. Um, man, for 45 years old, he looks incredible too. Uh, he's very in shape, um, has the build, um, has a, um, a hand pie business that he kind of does this to promote. And it's like, I'm always intrigued when these guys in their forties, like, why are you fighting? Like, you're obviously not going to the UFC, right? Like, I, I don't think I'm spoiler alert on this. Like they know they're not going to the UFC. Um, so why are you doing it? And the, the reasons are just always fascinating for me and Sean, I just think he's just getting the name out there for his business up in Brigham city. Um, so, um, that's really interesting. And, you know, we love DJ. He's, he's a part of the water and wellness family and, um, he's always supported fierce and we are just so happy that he's going to be making his debut for, for us. And, uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for him because I, I know how excited he is and he, he's such a happy person and good energy person. So I, I, I think that that is, uh, I, I think it's going to be a really fun fight because I think they're both going to bring um, a very intense, but, you know, good sportsmanship and, and fun, uh, the fun part of MMA. Another thing to bring up with Sean Barry, one, the second oldest fighter in the history of Fierce Fighting Championship to make the walk at 45 years of age, had to go through every single fighter that's ever walked for this promotion and was able to find that stat. Um, but on top of that, the uh, the weight class, right? We're at 185 pounds for this one. Sean was up, I believe, 10 pounds in, in his last fight. So, I, I mean, that, 190. That... I think it was 190 was his last one. Okay. I Let me, you know what? I can confirm that real quick. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it was, yeah, he weighed, oh, you're right. Nope, you're right. He weighed in at 194 and a half last time. So, so going to be a very fun one. At who am I to question you? Oh, no, no, no. You're good. <laughs> who am I to question you? All right. 170 pounds, Jordan Real, Jones, the second out of excite. Oh, go ahead. I apologize. Real quick. Sorry with DJ. I, and I, this is what I love about DJ too. And another one, I get so many amateurs that ask to make their debut at the Maverick center. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. Sometimes it does. Gus Quintana and Paris Hawkins got to make their amateur debuts. Sometimes they get to, um, you know, on the big stage, DJ was one of those that asked to, and it just didn't work out for him to be on that card. So he happily took a spot on a challenger series card. I promise the amateur fighters that are just happy to fight and just, just want to fight and get in there. Their opportunities will come at the Maverick center. Sometimes you might have to take a couple challenger series fights to get there, but those opportunities will come. And I'm just super grateful for DJ just being happy to be on a card. Yeah, I think of like Dietrich Jessup, right? Like had this barn yes. burner of a fight with Brendan Myers. Then he gets the merited op option to yeah. go and fight at the Maverick Center a couple of months later. So it's just, it's kind of a give and take, right? Like help us out on the Challenger Series, then you get that opportunity, which is which is always fun. So no, absolutely looking forward to that one. Okay, Jordan Jones, Jarrett Johnson. Jarrett Johnson on a three-fight skid, looking to snap that overdue uh, losing streak as for Jordan Jones, another name out of excite MMA, a new one that I think the entire gym is really looking forward to. Yeah. I don't know much about Jordan Jones, right? Uh, stays pretty quiet, but, um, he's another guy out of excite MMA. And when, when the excite MMA team says, Hey, we have a fighter for you. Usually it's Carson Hardman that reaches out to me. And when he says we have somebody ready they're they're usually pretty ready, right? Another one with grace, same with Grayson, who's making their debut, but pretty ready. 
Jarrett, um, he is on a three fight skid, but at the same time, like some tough guys, right? You know, uh, Jeremiah Andrew, uh, Jeremiah is a stud. Like he's in our title mix for a welterweight title, you know, at three and one. Took a really tough fight there. Um, Dom Vidro, just kind of one of the performances of the night at that last Idaho show. Who who saw that coming, right? Um, so we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see where, where he is. I just think Jordan's one of the uh or I'm sorry, forgive me, Jarrett is one of those guys he He's just really tough and just trying to get as much experience as possible. Um, looking to see if he, I think it's more mental with him. He talked about his last fight. I could hear him saying like, gosh, he, was, he apologized to his coaches because he said, I just didn't do what we practiced. Like I just got in there and just everything took over and I just didn't do it. So I'm interested to see what work he's been doing on to see if maybe he can stick to his game plan a little better, listen to his corners better and not just kind of, get emotional in there and, and, or maybe not emotional is not the right word, but you know, stick to the game plan. And on top of that, very active too, right? This is his third fight since February of this year, been really, really in the rotation. And, you know, and same thing with Mally, I think being more active will bring success. Even if the, it, you know, even if it wasn't this one or whatever, that pays dividends eventually if this is something that you want to do. Nate Reinhardt, George Frady headlining the prelims. Nate Reinhardt coming off of a dominant performance over Dustin Larson. George Frady looking to get that first win under his belt considering his second fight. Yeah, uh, one thing that was interesting, uh, Nate was, we had to pull out with Nate. Uh, unfortunately, the scheduling conflict, so his original opponent couldn't come up. Um, George hit up, hit us up. Um, had a, had a rough debut fight. Uh, he actually fought one of my teammates on another show and, um, but he weighed in at 141 for a featherweight fight. So little, you know, you get that with these guys sometimes that, that don't belong to a specific gym and, and have more, uh, I don't know, unique ways of training, you know, training bodies and stuff like that. Um, but I, he thinks that, you know, fighting at 135 is the answer to have a better performance Nate's a pretty tall task though to to try and you know welcome him to the bantamweight division. Nate's a stud, and um, I think that you know, but you know, I think Frady's down to scrap, and anytime you get two people that are just down to scrap, it's entertaining. I will say for George, in his debut, he took some massive shots and did not go down. He was in the fight up until it was called off. Ne- never went down. Nope, never went down. So that's I mean he's a tough kid and. Uh, that, you know, that does something to somebody's psyche, right? Uh, when you're hitting them with clean shots, um, what does it do to the person landing those clean shots? Do they start doubting if they can get them out of there and or make them vary from the game plan? Um, something you see in young fighters, his, his original opponent, my teammates, they very composed in his fight, got the job done. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see where where Nate's grown. Nate Reinhardt, we also saw vast improvements in that April showing oh, as well. I mean, man. fantastic talent too. Well, we talked about when he was 0-1, he's probably the best 0-1 in the state. Yeah. He's, he's kid's a stud. Headed into this main card, Lane Dalton coming in from Eagle, Idaho, Tyler Call. Zach, we've talked about this one behind the scenes, and this might be the fight of the night. This is going to be an interesting one. This main card, for me, for my dollar, is the most talent-filled Challenger Series main card we've ever had. 
Tyler Call is somebody that would probably be normally flirting around that co-main event area, not kicking off the main card. But like, if you talk about positions you want to be in, you want to be the last fight on the prelims. You want to be kicking off the main card or you want to be the main event, co-main or main event. So, but putting this fight here with Tyler Call coming off of a big win, a very impressive win against somebody like Lane Dalton, who is has a background in judo, a state championship wrestler in Idaho, and just got in his debut fight, got what, like a 19-second knockout? 12 seconds. 12-second knockout, so he's heavy-handed to go along with his grappling. Tyler's fought some really, really tough competition himself. I'm very, very excited for this fight. Um, and they, I, you know, somebody from Lane's background, you know, he's going to be a tough kid. We know Tyler's tough as nails. Like this could be just a dog fight. Absolutely. Could be Lane Dalton, a 57 day turnaround as for Tyler called two and oh against undefeated fighters headed into our main card. All right. This next one, we threw out a graphic just earlier this week. And personally, as someone who lives down in St. George, one I cannot wait for. Cross Hughes Morgan College. College, after three years away, is finally making his way back. Hannah Silva, the former Fierce FC strawweight champion, will be in his corner, his girlfriend as well. And on top of that, Cross Hughes, who's just been on a tear, Zach. I mean, I you know, I what I'm really excited for is Cross obviously coming off that huge. Well, it wasn't a knockout. He finished with the Anaconda, right? But the huge uppercut that was the beginning of the end in that fight. Um, I was like, man, I wonder, I, I I wonder at what point he's looked so good in his two fights for Fierce, if we were gonna have a hard time matching him. And when Morgan asked to be on the card and I sent him cross Hughes, it was a, it was an immediate, yeah, let's do it. And then I started digging into Morgan's background a little bit uh talking to people that you know have fought him right um talk, talking to people who have been around him in a training room and they're like hey listen when this guy's right he's a monster he's fighting kind of the who's who at tough enough in vegas they're like when he's right he he can beat anybody he has the tools to be a problem for anybody well, Cross Hughes isn't just anybody. He's 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 somebody that's shown some prof- prolific striking. Um, I am very very interested to see Morgan and what he brings to the table. At only twenty four years old, he has eight fights coming off a three year layoff, but he's still only twenty four years old. He comes in, he beats Cross Hughes. That's a lot of momentum going his way, and then obviously we know Cross Hughes. I mean, a win over somebody like Morgan and the tear he's been on, he's about to make himself pretty undeniable from getting a title fight. Third fight in four months, and I was actually going to be asking the commentary a little bit about that. Does that lead him, if he wins, into a number one contender spot for Cross Hughes? Uh, Definitely. We have so many talented featherweights right now. We have so many, but I think Cross definitely is at the top of that list. Both fighters, very emphatic, very exciting. Definitely one that you will want to be in your seats for. Uh, Headed into this next one, Dietrich Jessup. Christian Cortez, number one contender fight for the amateur flyweights. Dietrich, we haven't seen him in a while, but he splashed onto the scene at the tail end of 2022, top of 2023. Christian Cortez, 4-0, three submissions in his last wins. 
Uh, Dietrich, uh, he's, he's been quiet, but he's been training. I know. Cause he, I see him at my gym from time to time. Um, uh, love the kid. I think this is an incredibly tough test for him. Christian is very experienced is title holder in another promotion. Um, has offers. I know he had another offer for another promotion to fight for their belt. And he came and he, he wants to fight for our 125 belt that we, we announced will be in, it'll be in play in October and the winner of Dietrich Jessup and Christian Cortez will fight the winner of Brendan Myers and Michael Eastwood in October for, for that 125 title. What was the decision-making behind, this is more of an interview question more than anything, but what was the decision-making like behind putting Michael Eastwood and Brendan Myers for the title and then also making this number one contender fight and making it an exclusive thing. The winner of this is for sure going to be fighting whoever gets their hand raised in, in Heber. Well, one is um, when we were looking, I try, I, I like to, I would like to have a title fight on every card. I try my best to, it didn't work out on this card. It didn't happen in May challenger series either. So when we do that, we try and load it with people that are kind of moving in positions to the title fight contenders, um, possibly. The 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 Myers-Eastwood fight was actually booked before this one. So that's why that one's the title fight. Um, and with their performances in July, it just made sense. Like Eastwood and Myers both fought on our July Challenger series. And I felt like their performances both earned them a, a a title fight. And it just happened. The timing just worked out to be against each other. Dietrich, what he's done in his two fights have been nothing short of miraculous. I mean, I had people telling me for his debut fight that Brendan Myers was like going to mop him. And he not only gets out of a deep, deep, deep arm bar. And knee bar. And knee bar. He beat him. He subbed him. He beat him in his own game. And then, uh, and so he's he's like, I yeah, I want to I want to fight for. I think I think seeing somebody that he beat has moved their way into title contention and and towards the belt made him be like, oh, I already beat him. So it's like I had to give him. We had to give him somebody that made him title worthy. Dude, if you go beat a four and O kid, like you're title worthy, you know? So, um, that's how kind of this all played out. We needed to find somebody for Dietrich that tested him enough to say, you get a win over that guy. And Christian, like he holds, he holds a belt at 125. Like he's never fought for fierce before. We've talked in the past on the Idaho shows. He's from Idaho falls. I think he would love to even contend for that belt on the next Idaho card in January which would be a lot of fun um, if one of them went up and defended in Christian's backyard. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of moving parts to it, but it's fun. Number one flyweight in the entire state of Utah is Christian Cortez headed into this one. Dietrich Jessup, also an undefeated prospect. Looking forward to that one. Let's move over to the other number one contender fight. We've got Ben McNeil from the Pitt SLC making his fierce debut on the other side of that card. Jackson DeGray back after 11 months away. And man, this one is going to be interesting, Zach. Yeah, this is my fight of the night. Um, it's I love how confident both of these guys are heading into this fight. Um, 
I love that they're both dogs. I've seen them both fight. They both have high fight IQs. They're both talented and well-rounded everywhere. Um, this is one of those fights that's like, hey, this is the new breed of MMA. You know, the, these kids are, the, the, these young men are very talented. They're, they, they high fight IQ. They, they train at good gyms. They have good coaching. They have good training partners. They have good experience. They just, it's like all the boxes are just check, 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 check. And every once in a while we get them where they're fighting. They're on this trajectory and, and they're fighting each other. And when Ben reached out and through his coaches and asked, asked to fight on one of our cards, I was like, I've got the dance partner and, you know, Jackson, Jackson literally would fight. We'll fight anybody. He's, he thinks, he thinks he can fight anybody, beat anybody. And I love his confidence and his self-belief. Um, I, I, this is my fight of the night. 78 day turnaround for Ben McNeil facing off against Jackson DeGray in the co-main event. But let's move into this main event, the lone pro fight on this card to headline it. Riley Pellegrino, Robin Vaish. Robin Vaish looking for that first win. Riley Pellegrino back. It'll be 364 days. It'll be one day removed from the year anniversary of when he knocked out Colton Canaston in the Maverick Center. He headlines a card for us here in Farmington, Utah. Yeah, I mean, this was one that was, uh, this was a really interesting main event, right? Riley Pellegrino was supposed to be headlining this card with Johan Rubio, uh, Colton Kynaston's, uh teammate. And uh, they wanted that fight. Uh, Riley had a lot of things to say after, and 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 Johan's gym wanted that. And unfortunately, Johan suffered an injury, and uh, we wish him a speedy recovery. And we're excited for his return when he's ready to make it. Um, and then Robin's original opponent took another fight for another organization and didn't tell us and thought he could just do both. So he got bumped off the card. So there's a lesson. There's a lesson for fighters. If you think you're going to violate your contract and, and take another fight for another promotion, that's, that's a pretty good way to never get invited back. Um, luckily they were both scheduled to fight at 155 and 165. And we talked to Robin and his coaches about it and they agreed to just do it at 165. What Riley, they're both 155ers. Um, Riley was willing to come up to 165 and, um, and then once he was on track to do uh, 165, uh, anybody who knows anything about weight cutting and the schedule and the preparation, it's a little unfair, you know, halfway through the process to try and tell them, Hey, now you got to cut an extra 10 pounds. Uh, it's not super realistic. So um, Robin was willing to come up and um, stylistically, I think this fight is on the feet and I think somebody's getting knocked out. I yeah, think it's going to be fun. There has been two instances in the last 12 years that either of these fighters have gone into a second round. So it's definitely going to be one to be excited for and definitely one to make sure that you are there for because it is going to be interesting. Zach, this card is fun top to bottom. The main card is absolutely unbelievable. You've done an incredible job on this one. But I actually, I didn't tell you that we were going to do this, but I do have to ask you just a couple questions headed into your fight, man. Oh, How okay. are you feeling? Crown Fighting Championship going down the week following, September 30th, down here in St. George in my neck of the woods going to be great to be there as just a fan but just wanted to ask you a little bit about how you're feeling how your preparation has gone and things like that i feel great um my weight's on track uh i do a, i do a pretty extensive weight cut i walk around heavier than i should for a welterweight you know but uh, um I, I like i like food um but um but at the same time too i'm I, I, in my opinion, and I know it's biased and, and whatever, but I think Cole Faust is 
one of, if not the best fighter in the state of Utah. And I train with him every day. And if I can deal with him and, and I'm comfortable there, like I feel like I'm comfortable with anybody. I'm confident. I love my coaches. I love my teammates. I have an incredible support system at home, my wife and my kids, um, my friends and all that stuff just gives me confidence. So I feel fantastic. Uh, I'm healthy. Um, I have been training six days a week for almost two years. This, this fight will be three years, uh, shy of two years since I've actually fought in the cage. And, um, I'm, I'm very, very excited to show my growth in the cage because, uh, if people watch the guy that fought two years ago in, um, October of, uh, 2021, um, the version of me now would finish that guy in the first round. How much are you just itching to get back in there? It's been an itch that I haven't been able to scratch for over a year. Like, uh, I love this sport. Like this is, I eat, breathe, sleep MMA. And it's not just fierce and it's not just matchmaking and it's not just promoting. It's sparring, it's kickboxing, it's jujitsu, it's learning, it's evolving, it's growing it's, it's being, um, all as I've ever done, especially with fierces, I, I, I just want to help MMA in Utah. I feel like we have so many incredible fighters and talent to, uh, people here and coaches that should be recognized more. Um, but you know, I, I still consider myself a fighter. Uh, when that, when that switch flips, you know, we'll, we'll get done with everything we need to with our card, um, on September 23rd. And from a promotional standpoint, our October card's almost done. We'll drop that card and it's going to be freaking cool. And uh, some promo stuff for November, which is awesome. Like we always have so much going on, but man, um, for, the, for, that we, for that week, that switch will get be able to get flipped to where I'm just a competitor and a fighter again. And um, it's a moment that I've been waiting for, for what feels like an eternity. You won't get any phone calls or text messages from me about any production. Oh, you can, you can. It's cool. I still work. Somebody, some one of the fighters from this card. It's like, sorry to bug you with this. I know you're getting ready for your own fight. Just like travel logistics. I'm like, dude, it's fine. It's still my job. Like I'm an amateur fighter. I still have to do my job. Like where it's fine. But um, yeah, I, I, I get, I get in a different headspace. I try and be as friendly as possible, you know, like, I know some fighters have to keep their wife and kids away from them. They just turn mean stuff like that. I, I try really, really hard to, you know, I'm fine. Like the way I cut weight, I'm not like starving myself. Like that's the dumb way, old meathead way to do it. Don't do it. Fighters don't starve yourself. I don't starve myself. Like I'm good. Um, but I, I do get hyper-focused to where, um, it's, it's all I think about. It's all I'm dreaming about. So if I am spacey, I apologize because, um, especially heading into fight week that that's where my brain will be. I do want to ask you just one last quick question about this fight. Two years ago, you weren't a promoter to the extent that you are now. And so I'm curious, how has your current, you know, day-to-day -day job of running a promotion changed your perspective in being a fighter now making the walk in a couple of days? Um, it hasn't because um, it, it hasn't from being a promoter. Like, I think that's, what's uh, made me like, um, able to build the relationships I relationships I have as a promoter with the gyms 
is I'm very sympathetic and empathetic to the fighters and what they go through. So I understand that. And I think that's an advantage I have other, other promoters and other promotions around the country is ones that didn't fight. Like I get it. Like, you know, like Logan Taylor, like I get what he's going through. He has family that's coming to town. Like I'm working my butt off to try and find him something because I get it. Right. So, but flip side, I would say the only difference, like I was just sitting there on August 26, you know, we sit there and we're cage side and it's just different cage side. My dad got to come down and sit with next and sit next to me cage side for that, for that night. And, um, you know, hearing the, you know, the, the kicks and the punches that close and the thuds and things like that. And you go, I'm, I'm going to do that. Right. And like very humanistic, like, you're just like, this is kind of crazy that, that I, we sign up to do this, but then there's the, then there's that, that switch that flips in me and the competitor that comes out to me. And, um, the person that like in high school, I love to try and I would like, I'd run through a brick wall in high school football, you know, if my coach told me to, and that switch flips on fight week. And I, I mean, I I'll take a punch to give one. I don't care. Like, I love that. Last question from me. What can we expect? It's kind of the old school damage plan, Jason question. What can we expect from you on September 30th? And you can't say getting your hand raised. No, uh, violence. Um, I've added some tool. I've added tools to my game um, that uh, I think will really display the work that I put in. Um, but I... I take the Justin Gaethje approach a little bit. Now I'm in there to create a car crash. My bones are denser than your bones. And I can, I can take more than you can. Like you, you can't give enough to stop me, but I can give enough to stop you. And um, I'm taking that mentality into this fight. I I'll, I'll be in his face as long as it takes to, to get the ref to pull me off of him. Zach Partridge making the walk for crown fighting championship, September 30th. Any sponsors, anyone you want to give a shout out to anyone to, to give. Oh man, my sponsors. Yes. I got, yeah. I mean, I have tons of sponsors and I always support, appreciate it. Yummy CBD. They're new to the crew. Super, super grateful to my friend, uh, will, uh, with yummy CBD, the whole enchilada podcast and Marcus green, um, Toff's trots, my friend, Brittany Henry, um, who I train and she does boxing one-on-ones with me. She has a really cool business that they, they do it like a mobile dog treadmill to walk your dogs for people that don't have time to, um, Jason Laporte and, uh, performance Honda in bountiful Cody with FST filtration, my uncle with a uh, Slater transfer and storage. Um, he always comes up from Vegas, uh, comes to my fight. So he's excited. He doesn't have to drive as far. And of course our friends at built bar i have a built bar every single day as part of my weight cutting regimen and then water wellness drink drink a gallon plus of their water every single day best water in the game it's helped with my weight cut so much it is the best water built bar the best protein bar i think i've ever had in my entire life as well zach we cannot wait for it the entire fierce community is going to be backing you on september 30th thank you so much for the time appreciate it thank you